What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest, visit a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary. And this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays. So if you're curious about Bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful, amazing, beautiful souls, head to my website for more information, themanifestly.com slash events. Visit the link in the show notes. And yeah, let's let's hang out in Bali. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com apply. That's Amazon.com apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Hi, my love muffins. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is DeAndre Nicolette. I'm the host of Manifest Daily. If you're new here, welcome, my love. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you're an OG listener, y'all already know. Hey, girl. Hey, hey, boy. Hey, what's poppin'? I'm so glad to have you back tuned in with me for another episode of Manifest Daily. So, my loves, today we're covering a couple of different topics because originally this episode was going to be all about moving to a different state alone or like moving out on your own for the first time. And some of the challenges and some of the things you kind of have to like look out for and like be ready to face when you're taking that step in your journey. However, y'all know last week was Thanksgiving. And at this point, by the time you guys are listening to it, Thanksgiving would have been like, what, two, three weeks ago? Because baby, I'm recording ahead of time. It is Friday. I'm recording for next Tuesday. Anyways, my loves, I wanted to sit down and chat with you guys about like toxic family and the holidays and all that good stuff because I created a a reel on Instagram about this all about affirmations that you can use especially if you're going home for the holidays or you're around family for the holidays and they can be quite triggering to you and I wanted to kind of bring this topic over to the podcast a little bit because I feel like this is something that I've been I won't even lie I've been a little bit hesitant to talk about on the podcast 
podcast simply because y'all know family issues, like family things, it's very complex. There's a lot going on, a lot of different relationships, a lot of different people. And unless you have grown up as the person in the household for your, like with your family, you can't really explain to someone else like all of the dynamics that occur within your household. People can relate a little bit. I'm sure some of you guys relate to some of the things that I have mentioned about my family on the show, on this podcast. But of course, like you won't know exactly what I've gone through and what I'm dealing with unless you've like been in my shoes, right? And that's that goes for everything, not just family, toxicity and all that stuff, but like that's just life in general. Like you will never know someone's true and full experience unless you've walked a day in their shoes and you never will, right? However, I was actually watching um, Kelly Stamps on YouTube the other day. If you don't know Kelly Stamps, she's amazing. She's a YouTuber. She had this video where she was opening up about her family. And it was interesting because it was around Thanksgiving. I can't remember if she like recorded it on Thanksgiving or if it was like a couple days before Thanksgiving. But I remember in her video, she was talking about how people would like, they were asking her, you know, what are you doing for the holidays? Are you going back home to see your family? Like, what are you like, what's happening? Right. And I think that is just sort of the general question that a lot of people will pose around the holidays. is like, what are your plans? Are you going to see family? Like, you know, what are you guys going to be doing? All those things. And for her, she just kind of had to respond and let people know, like, no, she's going to be spending her Thanksgiving by herself. She had her dinner all prepared for herself. And she was excited for that time that she's going to spend by herself. And she went into depth about some of the different things that happened in her family. She didn't go like super into detail, but she talked about how there had been a couple different situations with narcissistic individuals and people who had like pitted other family members against her, things like that. And just how in dealing with that, in order to preserve her mental health and her mental well-being, she had to separate herself from some of those family members. And so around the holidays, it's not necessarily like this jovial time where she's going back home and she's spending time with family members and she do she's doing all these things that we traditionally think of when we think of the holidays. But for her, the holidays can be a time where it's a little bit lonelier. It's a little bit more triggering. I'm not fully in a situation like that. Thankfully, I'm, I am going back to Boston next week to see my parents. And that is actually going to be an interesting experience because I haven't been back to Boston since I moved away in June of 2020, which is pretty insane because it's been over a year since I've been back to Boston. And I haven't seen my dad in almost two years, which is, I know for some of you guys listening, like that's probably like wild to you to hear, but we don't necessarily have the greatest relationship, but that's something that we are working on. I actually called him today and told him I moved my flight and I was like, I'm coming home. And, you know, we're on more of like a a speaking relationship, which is such a very simple place to be. However, it is a big step for us. But for Thanksgiving, instead of going home to Boston, I actually went to my aunt's house for the holidays. And this is where we're going to get into that conversation of triggering family members and triggering situations, especially around the holidays. So I went to see my aunt. I hadn't seen my aunt in years. I think the last time I'd been to see her was probably back in college. It was something I was looking forward to and she was looking forward to it as well because again, we hadn't seen each other in a while. And I 
had forgotten how triggering some of the conversations and the time spent around her could be, especially because I think a lot of the conversations that I have faced that have been triggering to me have been particularly around my relationship status. And as you guys know, at this point, I'm single. And you know, at this point, baby, these these streets ain't given what they need to have gave. So your girl is going to stay single until it's giving something. It's giving some sort of quality that I deserve in my life in order to be and settle down with a partner, right? So I went to my aunt's house and I will admit that I enjoyed the time. It was great to see her. She's getting up there in age, her and my uncle. So I feel like, especially in the times that we live in now, it's really important to sort of see family members, to acknowledge them, to be around them, to spend, you know, moments with them, especially because you literally just never know when that last moment will be, considering that, again, she's getting up there in age and we are still in the middle of a pandemic. But One of the things that happened quite early on in my visit with her was that the conversation about my relationship status was brought up again. It was just brought up in what I felt was a really hurtful way. It was sort of like, well, you're getting old. Like, why aren't you in a relationship? Or what's wrong with you? Or, you know, what are you out there doing that you can't find a man. And it's like comments like these, I think coming from family members are really, really hurtful, especially because often those family members don't know every single thing that you're going through. And I think one of the toughest things too with family members, especially when they are older and when they are so removed from the current generation is that when you try to explain to them like your mindset and where you're coming from, right? And so I'm sitting here trying to explain the world of online dating and basically trying to explain how these streets is dusty. Like I'm trying to explain the standards that I hold for myself in terms of all the relationships that I have in my life, not just romantic relationships, but all of the relationships and the standards that I have, the boundaries that I have, the goals that I have in my life that aren't necessarily centered around marriage and and children, that is something that I really want. That is definitely a part of my bigger vision. However, I do have other goals and other things that I want to do in this life. So I'm trying to explain this. And there was just a lot of basically my words going in one ear and out of the other and not necessarily being processed or understood. And that's a really tough thing, again, with the different generations, because when you're trying to explain to someone who's older, who came from a generation where you were really young, you got married, you had kids, you spent your entire life with that person, despite any cheating, any hurt, any lack of love, any lack of you being honored in the way that you should be. When you're speaking to someone who's from a completely different generation where marriage and love weren't seen as, you know, something that you're putting together, marriage was seen as something separate from romantic love. It is really hard to have them understand where you're coming from when you're trying to explain that you have a standard for dating and that it's not as easy as going out there and being out in the world and you find someone. This was and this always has been a very painful interaction with this particular family member to the point where 
it just gives me a lot of anxiety because I know, I just know it will always come up in the conversation as a thing. And even when I was in a relationship and even when, you know, this conversation came up as I was in a relationship, there was always a negative turn that it would take. It was always like a, well, is he good enough for you? Or, well, what does he do for work? And what is all, like, there was always some sort of negative turn this would take. And when it comes to family members and when it comes to the holidays, I think a huge thing that I have had to learn is that it is so important to set boundaries with those family members because if you don't, they will continue to berate you. They will continue to push where they don't need to push. They will continue to say things that are absolutely disrespectful because of the fact that they are older and think that their word is law, that their word is everything and your word means nothing because somehow your age means that you don't know anything about anything. Boundaries is a really big thing. That's really tough because for me, setting boundaries has really meant having to remove my association with a lot of family members. It's meant that I don't have that very close relationship with family members that I wish I had because I know that if I'm in certain situations where we are speaking or whatever the case is, you know, we're interacting, I know that it always turns into something where I am literally being verbally abused, for lack of a better word, about something in my life, about my career, about my relationship status, about things that I'm putting on the internet, because there isn't that understanding. And like I said, I'm thankful that with my parents, it's never been that way. As you guys know, I have a really good relationship with my mom. She is literally my biggest supporter. Like she doesn't really understand a lot of what I do or a lot of what I do, particularly on the internet. Um, I think she's starting to understand it a little bit more now because I've showed her the podcast app on Apple and she's starting to get it. But she is literally my biggest supporter. Any business that I've started, anything that I've been like, I want to try this or I want to do this. She is the person who's like, and I'm getting so emotional. <laughs> ah, guys, I literally have to stop crying on this podcast because it's becoming a thing where it's literally like this running joke. But she's just, she's, my mom is like, the best person ever. She's like, and you know what? I may be emotional because I'm on my cycle, you guys. <laughs> I'm on day one of my cycle. So let's just chalk it up to that. However, I will say she's just a wonderful human being. And we have butted heads before. She doesn't get every single thing that I do or that I want to do. But one of the things I love about her, probably the thing that I love the most, is that she's willing to listen. And I think that is a huge thing when it comes to family members is that if someone doesn't understand something about you, something about the life that you are living, if they are willing to sit down and listen, that is huge because that will take that relationship so much further than if they're just going to dismiss every single thing that you're saying because, again, they think that they're older and smarter and wiser and know everything and you don't know anything. My holidays, my Thanksgiving was a little bit, it was tough. It was definitely tough. However, I will say one of the things that also happened is that I learned how much I'd grown because I remember when I'd been in those particular, you know, situations before with family members. And this is not just with this one on. In the past, it's really, truly hurt me deeply because I've just never understood why 
there's been such emphasis placed on certain things in my life versus emphasis placed on the way that I'm a good person or the way that I treat others, things like that, that I feel like matter more than my relationship status or what I'm doing for work. One of the things that happened when I went to my aunts for the holiday is that all of the comments that were said to me, they were still hurtful. Don't get me wrong. Like they were still really hurtful or they were, they were more so annoying, I would say, than they were deeply hurtful. And that's where I could really observe a lot of the growth. When the comments were made, for me, it did didn't feel like they were a reflection of where I was as a person, as a human being, as an adult. The comments were made and it was easy for me to separate the comments and what was being said about me and to me from who I know myself to be. And in the past, as a younger individual, obviously, you know, when you're younger, things, they they hit you differently. They affect you differently because you don't necessarily have the very like strong and grounded sense of self that you tend to, to get as you grow older and you get, you go through all of these different things. So this time around, the comments came, they were annoying, they were frustrating. I tried to divert conversation very, very often. And what I started to learn and realize was that the comments and all the things being said about me had nothing to do with me. They had nothing to do with me and they were actually more so a reflection of past cyclical understandings, past family generational trauma, past things that my aunt herself had been through relationships that she had observed or been in just all of these different things that literally had nothing to do with me and so as we're engaging in the conversation and things are being said to me or questions are being asked or there's certain really hurtful comments being made it was easy for me to hear them and process them and realize that I am not being hurt because she's like trying to hurt me but it's because things have happened in her life to make her feel like those are the comments that should be made and that has nothing to do with me when it comes to family members and when it comes to the holidays if you are in you know any sort of similar situation whether it be with like a lot of your family whether it be with like one person in your family i would say that the biggest thing again is setting boundaries letting someone know speaking up and It is hard when you're younger. I know some of you guys may be younger and listening to this and have this sort of issue within your family. It's really hard when you're younger to speak up, or at least I found it personally really hard because you're looking at your older family members as authorities. And so you feel like you don't really have the place to speak up and to say anything when something is said to you. But I promise you, you can, especially if it's something where you're being disrespected. And I do think the older you get, the more that you, or at least the more I've gotten to place where I'm like not willing to take anyone's shit like I don't have time I don't care who you are I don't care if you're a family member I don't care if you're older if you speak to me a certain way I am going to say something and I'm not going to be rude I'm not and that's the thing you don't have to be rude when you're speaking back and setting boundaries but you do have to be firm in the way that you deliver it you have to let them know and here's the other thing often you will observe that once you try to set that boundary that they won't observe it that they will continue to cross that boundary And again, it has nothing to do with you, but more so the nature of like cycles and the way it works is like if someone is in this toxic and negative cycle where they are so used to delivering hurtful comments and things like that to someone else, like you setting a boundary 
the first time may not stick. It may have to be a, a something you say multiple times. However, my biggest thing, and I've said, I said this in the Q&A last time, is that if it is really detrimental to your mental health, to your spiritual health, to your physical health, to you as a human being, if that relationship is truly that hurtful to you, then even if they are family, I am such a huge advocate for removing yourself, distancing yourself simply so that you can heal. It was in my time I'm distancing myself that I found it so much easier to heal like you have to remove yourself from the environment that is hurting you that is plaguing you in order for you to be able to heal and grow and move on from that and then yes maybe you can you know go back to that family member, go back to those relationships and have those harder conversations that maybe would have been harder or like almost impossible for you to have when you were in the environment like like literally amongst those people but I'm such an advocate for distancing yourself if you have to. And I know people feel like, you know, family is the end all be all in this world. Like your your blood relatives are who you have and that's it. And I absolutely disagree with that. Some of the people that are at like the closest to me are not blood relatives. People I consider family, that does not mean that they're blood relatives. Monica is family. Tanya, Teray, like these are people, Carmen, I know you're listening. Hey, hey, Carmen. These are people in my soul family who like I met them in my journey in life and they are not blood relatives but these are people that I absolutely see as family and there are people that are blood relatives that I have never spoken more than a few words to and that's okay I think we have to get rid of this idea that you know you have to stick by and be absolutely loyal to blood relatives even when they are disrespectful to you even when they are hurtful to you because that is just not anything that I want to surround myself with and when I get to the point where I am raising children I absolutely do not want my kids around that energy and so I have to set those boundaries for myself and yeah the holidays are definitely I find them hard but this past holiday this past Thanksgiving I definitely was like really proud of myself for the amount of growth that I was able to observe at least objectively going through some of those similar situations and seeing how they still triggered me yes but they also showed me where I have absolutely grown so if you're navigating that during this holidays I'm sending you lots of love lots of hugs it is absolutely not easy and if you have been blessed with a more healthy family right and some of those healthier relationships cherish that seriously cherish that because not everyone gets that not everyone is born into a family where that's what they grow up with and so if you have that you are absolutely blessed and seriously cherish that take a moment to be grateful for that right now and say that out loud about a year ago i wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey i was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day so instead of adding more i decided i wanted to simplify and try ag1 it's one of the best decisions i made in 2023 i now feel more energized and mentally clear daily my skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop. One scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. 
I love to add in the squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2, and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop, one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. I love to add in the squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2 and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. Únese al equipo de BD en Columbus, Nebraska. Estamos contratando para múltiples posiciones con elegibilidad de bonos de inicio de trabajo. Nuestro plan de beneficios integral comienza para todos los empleados en su primer día, incluyendo los planes de seguro de bajo o ningún costo para algunas posiciones, las oportunidades de crecimiento de la carrera y más. BD está hecho para lo que viene en la salud y su carrera. Solicite hoy en jobs.bd.com. jobs.bd.com. So my loves, I want to switch gears for a little bit and chat about moving to a new state by yourself. I actually saw this tweet the other day and it was talking about how living by yourself is shadow work. And I have to say, I really agree with that statement because when you live by yourself, you spend a lot of time alone, whether you are living in a different state than your friends and family, or maybe you live in the same state as your friends and family, but you find that you just spend a lot of time by yourself. And it's something where you're forced to analyze, to reflect, reflect to have those really tough conversations with yourself because you don't really have many distractions you are forced to sit with everything and to truly process what is going on around you 
all the decisions that you've made that have led up to that point in your life. Like it's just a moment where you're diving deep with yourself because you don't really have, again, all of those distractions that you might have if you lived with a roommate or if you lived with a partner. And that's one of the things that I've found to be really great about living by myself. Like I'll get into this in a little bit and talk about the loneliness and everything. But one of the things that I love is that I am in a season where I'm truly getting to know myself on such a deeper, deeper level. I've also found that getting to know myself on this type of level has forced me to value my worth even more. It's like value myself as a person even more because when you sit with yourself and you kind of like cultivate that relationship with yourself, you start to realize like how powerful you are, how beautiful you are, how strong you are, how amazing you are. And you start to have a lower threshold for the nonsense. I won't even lie y'all. I ain't got no type of threshold for any type of nonsense in my life. And that's what happens when you spend a lot of time by yourself. Like you're able able to really cultivate and grow that relationship with yourself you're able to sort of massage that self-love in even more I don't even know if that made sense but y'all know what I mean okay I mentioned this earlier y'all have probably heard me talk about this so many times but I will say this living by yourself can get lonely sometimes it is a thing because of course if you're not living with a partner a roommate a friend whoever it can get a little bit isolating sometimes and there are moments where I definitely feel down I feel sad I will miss my mom I will miss my friends back home I'll miss lunchbox like I'll just have moments where I wish I had someone to talk to and I think it also gets really hard and tough when you are like myself working remotely and you don't necessarily have like the social interaction of going into an office and seeing people there and meeting people there and making friends there it's sort of like I just I work from home I live at home I spend a lot of time in this space by myself it gets a little bit lonely sometimes and I will say that Like if you are planning to live by yourself or you currently live by yourself right now, it's important to have a plan of what to do when you do feel that way. So my plan of action usually looks like I will either journal, I will call my friends up on FaceTime and have like a little, you know, not even a little, it'll be like a two hour chat, y'all. I'll be talking, we be chatting, we be spilling tea, okay? I'll call my friends, I'll call my mom up. I call my mom so many times a day. Like I, I don't think she gets annoyed by it, but she also calls me a lot to you guys. I love that for us, okay? But I have that plan of action of like I'll either journal call friends I'll plan a trip home as well so as I mentioned earlier in the episode I am planning to go back to Boston a little bit earlier than planned like originally my flight was set to leave December 15th but I moved it because I was like I really want to go home and I really want to see lunchbox and I want to see my mom and I want to just sort of experience Boston again because I haven't been there in so long so it's important to have that plan of action for yourself and it's important to remember that like you may feel lonely at times in your space living alone. However, that is an emotion that will pass. Whenever I felt that way, it's not lasted forever. Like all of the time that I've been in Dallas, I haven't been lonely every single second of every single day. I've had moments and days where I am a little bit lonelier and then I'll be like, cool. And then I'm like loving my space, y'all. I will say, y'all, I love living alone. I can decorate my space the way I want. It's quiet when I want it to be quiet. Anybody watching the TV, be loud as hell when I don't want them to whenever I cook it's like up to me to clean up and I can sort of take my time doing everything that I want to do it's really cool to be able to have autonomy and control over your space and how you spend your time in your space and how you're able to like cultivate your space in your home and the energies in your home so those are the positives obviously of living alone but like I said it does get lonely sometimes and that is a part of it like that's just life that's just human nature to be lonely sometimes because we are so 
social creatures at heart. So another really important thing about living alone is that you want to create routines. So routines will help you to feel really grounded and give you things to look forward to. I personally like to make sure that a lot of my routines revolve around getting out of the house and seeing people. So like I said, I work remotely, so I don't have the routine of like going to an office to interact with people there. I also don't have a ton of meetings, like specifically for my team, I don't schedule a lot of meetings and I end up canceling a lot of ones that don't have to happen because I don't want to waste time having a meeting when like we have to get other stuff done. So what I usually do is I go to the gym pretty much every single morning. That is such a social thing for me. I don't really talk to anyone at the gym. I don't really have like one-on-one interactions at the gym. However, just the act of like getting out of my house, going on the drive, like putting on my clothes, getting out and about, smelling the fresh you know, winter air of the Dallas city in the morning is really, really nice. And then going to the gym is also nice because I get to see other people. I get to feel their energy. You know, one thing about us is that as humans, we communicate with words, but we also communicate through energy. And sometimes just being around people, like not necessarily saying anything to them is for me fueling enough that like when I leave the gym and I come back home, I feel like I have a really good start to my day. I feel like I've had like some social interaction, even though I really haven't said much to people. And sometimes Sometimes after the gym, I'll end up going to like Starbucks or Einstein's or something to grab a bagel or a coffee and I'll end up chatting with the people there and just asking them about what's going on in their life and just sort of catching up with them. And I've become somewhat of a regular at some of these places. So when I go into these places, like they'll remember me and we'll end up striking up a conversation. And it's pretty cool because even though we don't know each other like that, I feel like I have certain routines set where I can go to certain places and have social interactions that fuel me enough to get me through my day, especially the days where I tend to feel a little bit lonelier. So it's really important to set routines, feel grounded in that, whether for you that's like going to the gym every morning or maybe it's every night, whether you like to go to the grocery on Sundays or you like to do like a deep clean on Sundays, or maybe for you, your routine involves some sort of team sport. I know a lot of people play like volleyball or kickball or tennis and they like to get into a adult league sport in order to meet new people and have some sort of exercise routine that's a little bit more social. I would love to do that, but I also feel like a little bit nervous thinking about doing something like that. But if that's your thing, that's your thing. Whatever it is, having a routine is gonna help you feel more at home and more at peace and more grounded in a new city. I think one of my favorite things about moving is that I've now come to establish my favorite places for stuff. Like there's a grocery store I always go to. There's a Starbucks I pretty much always go to in Einstein. I have my home gym. I have the place I go when I get my clothes tailored. I have the favorite mall I go to. I have my nail shop that I found. I just found today my hair salon that I'm going to be going to. And so when you have these places in a new city that like you always go to that are part of your established routines, it starts to make it feel more like home and it starts to make it feel more like you are a local there. Like you're someone that is living in that city. For me, I'm like starting to feel like a Texan (laughs) instead of a Bostonian. And that is really important to me because I don't necessarily have the family seeds planted here yet. And so it's up to me to sort of establish that feeling a feeling at home in Texas so that when and maybe I don't know maybe I'll end up moving before I like get married and go somewhere else but I feel like I probably will end up staying here so it's up to me to sort of establish those routines and those roots in this new space and that might be the same for you especially if you've moved to a new state the next big thing that's super super important when it comes to living by yourself especially if you're living in a new state by yourself is safety now this is huge especially being a single woman I feel like this is even more of a big topic 
like especially because we know that single women are a little bit more vulnerable as like uh people in our society so safety is a huge thing so it's really important to invest in safety tools and make sure that you're taking actions that keep you safe so for me this involves sharing my location with my friends and family um if you have an iphone you can share your location with people that you are close to friends and family so they always know where you are and now on the iphones if you updated your software it actually will continue to share your location after your phone is turned off so before when you shared your location if your phone turned off i think it stopped but now it doesn't stop so i always share my location with my friends and family they always kind of know where i am because i always have my phone on me so that's a huge thing also not posting on social media where i am until i leave especially because sometimes i will tag specific cities or i'll tag specific locations that i'm in in dallas and i don't post exactly where i am until i leave i think at this point we know not to do that but if this is something that you didn't know not to do don't do that because that's not safe if you're posting where you are and you're still there another thing is i'm definitely going to be investing in security cameras i've been looking at a couple different systems but i want to get like security cameras and i want to get alarms and the what is it called like the the monitors and stuff like that for my home now i live in a pretty safe neighborhood like it's really nice over here i don't feel unsafe at all like this is definitely a place where if i ever for some reason have to like go walking about at night i would feel pretty comfortable doing so besides the fact that i get like slightly skittish you know with things like that but I, I would feel pretty comfortable doing so it's a pretty safe neighborhood it's a gated community all that good stuff however you just never really know and again being a single woman and being in a place where i am by myself and i don't really know anyone else here like that having tools like a security camera and having you know an alarm and things like that would just make me feel even more safe because i know that my home is monitored so y'all know i use online dating apps i remember a couple months ago i had someone reach out to me and express to me that she's a little bit nervous about me using online dating apps because of the fact that you know there are a couple horror stories out there about people who are getting hurt or things that have happened to people who have used online dating apps especially because you just never really know who you're meeting like you never really know who people are and people online can say they're one person and be someone completely different and we know that's a thing however I try to be as safe as I can when I use online dating apps and especially if you are going to be moving to a new place by yourself and you are single you're most likely going to like want to date or you're most likely going to want to try online dating apps and one of the things I do again I'm always sharing my location but always 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 meet in public places I feel like this is one that we all know but I just want to reiterate that with you just meet someone in public places and don't meet someone at their house or in like secluded areas like okay for example if someone asks you to go on a hike on the first date I would not go on a hike that's something where it's secluded you're in a place where you know you just never really know oh what can happen and people be wild out here people be wild so i wouldn't meet someone for like a hike or anything like that but you can meet at a coffee shop at a restaurant you can meet you know for drinks if you'd like to and of course if you ever meet someone for drinks make sure you keep an eye on your drink don't go to the bathroom and leave like a drink there just like little things like that and i know it sounds very overprotective and it sounds very paranoid but you guys like we live in a world where you really do not know who you're meeting, who people are, people will just do really hurtful and harmful things to other people simply because they are just not looking out for your best interest. And the last thing you want to do is put yourself in a position where someone takes advantage of you. Now, of course, things can always happen and really as many precautions as you can take, things can always still happen. And that's kind of one of the realities of our world. But I always feel like the more I can minimize anything happening, the better. So especially when it comes to dating, just be 
as safe as you can. And the last thing I want to say is that if you're someone who is exploring or you have moved to a new state by yourself, know that this is one of the most courageous things that you can do. When you live by yourself, you're in a very vulnerable position. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, obviously the, the whole fact of living by yourself. I'm talking about everything that I mentioned earlier, where you're in a space where you're pretty isolated. Like you are forced to, again, have the hard conversations with yourself. You're forced to really look at your routines, evaluate what you're doing, evaluate your goals, where you want to be. Like look at things with a really hard and clear lens. And I don't think that a lot of people are ready to do that. Now, of course, this doesn't mean that you, if you've never moved to a new state alone, that you've never done that. I'm just saying that moving to a new state by yourself is one of the hardest things that you can do, at least in my opinion. And it again is one of the most courageous things that you can do. It forces you to grow in so many more ways than you can imagine. It's not a step that everyone's going to take in life. And if you've ever done this, I am so, so proud of you. Know that I'm with you here. Okay, I'm with you every step of the way, but I am really proud of you because it is something where, again, it's just a hard thing to do. And it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of strength. It takes a lot of self-love. It takes a lot of knowing who you are and being grounded in who you are in order to take a leap like that and to keep doing it. There are so many times I've thought about, you know, should I move back to Boston? Should I do this? Should I do that? And logically, I've wanted to say maybe I should move back to Boston because I've been lonely or because I'm like, you know, it would be nicer to live closer to my mom, things like that. There's just been something in my heart telling me that I need to stay here in Dallas. Like it's the same thing that called me to Texas is the same thing that makes me stay every time that things get hard. I remember and I realized that I was called here for a reason and I'm going to continue to follow that, honor that nudge, honor that feeling and not essentially like give up because it just gets hard sometimes. Like I don't feel like that's a reason to give up on this space and this place because so many amazing things have happened with me being here and I feel like I've grown in so many amazing ways. So I just want you to know that if you are considering taking a leap to move to a new state or country by yourself, I support you. I'm here for you and I know it's going to absolutely work out in such a beautiful way for you because truly if you are following a nudge that is being given to you, then you will grow in so many amazing ways, my loves. Yes, you guys. Guys, this has been a really tough episode to record. I don't know what it is. I think it's like it might be the eclipse energy or maybe I'm just really tired because I am recording this at night and it's been a really long day. But I found myself like struggling to speak and feel like I was articulating myself properly throughout this episode. So I really hope that you guys got some value from it. And I hope it was still a good episode because I know that I had a lot of good stuff to share. But I'm like, did it come out the way I wanted it to? I don't know because I have to edit this episode and we shall see if it's it will end up on the podcast. <laughs> but I want to thank you so, so much for tuning into this episode. I don't know if y'all could hear. I'm tired as hell now, y'all. I got to go to sleep. I got to go to sleep. It's been a long day. I've literally been up since 6 a.m. And like I said, I'm on my cycle and I tend to get a little bit more tired, a little bit more sort of like easily drained when I am on my cycle, which understandably so. So I'm going to go ahead.
bed and uh, end this episode off here so I can go to bed and read my book. I might edit a little bit of this tonight, but I want to thank you guys so much for listening, for tuning into this episode. And I also want to say something really quick. This is a conversation I was actually having with some friends yesterday, and I'm going to try to sum this up as succinctly as possible. However, I do struggle with being succinct, you guys. <laughs> so I'm trying to sum it up because I do want to go to bed, but I want to let you guys know that we're going to continue to hear from hopefully some sponsors on this show. And it is a huge milestone. If you are a content creator, if you know anything about the content creation world, you know, this is a really huge step in the journey for me. And I'm so, so grateful because it's because of you guys listening and sharing the episodes and the podcast that we are even at this point. So I want to first of all, extend my gratitude. And I want to say that sponsors are going to be an important part of this show because I want to continue to keep the content free. One of the things that I actually really feel very, very, very passionate about is creating content that is accessible to the people who have typically been barred from accessing the content. And let me explain what I mean by that. There are a lot of people out there who create similar content as myself and they have courses and they have books and they have all of these different things that they sell, which I think is amazing. Of course, this is a business and I get that. They have to sustain their business, create revenue in some way, shape or form. However, I also think it's really hard when you are a student or when you have no extra disposable income to pay hundreds and thousands of dollars on a course in order to better your life. And my hope is that by keeping this podcast free and by providing a lot of content on a free platform and medium, that for those of you guys who want to make really applicable changes in your life, you're able to do so without having to spend money. And the way that we can make that possible and still make it possible for me to create the dream life that I want through the medium of this podcast is by having sponsors. And so I hope that you guys can support me as we continue the show with sponsors. And hopefully you also understand my decision in doing that. I do eventually want to have, you know, other things that are under the Manifest Daily umbrella that I can provide to you that may be behind some sort of paywall or maybe something where if you want to support by purchasing merch or if you want to support by coming to a conference, things like that, you are able to do so and you are able to support in that way. However, I want to make sure that my main content, like the main way that I connect with you guys is free. Like all you have to do is hop on Spotify. All you have to do is hop on Apple. All you have to do is just listen to an episode in order to hear life-changing conversation. That's why I want to connect with more guests who are experts and bring you that knowledge and bring you that those conversations and do those different things, but have it be free. And like I said, the way that I can do that while also creating a business and while also creating the life that I want and being able to do the things that I want because let's face it you guys you know that I'm entrepreneurial <laughs> even if I haven't you know specifically said it because I you know you don't know everybody that listen to the podcast it is my goal to eventually scale this into a thing where it is my job and in order to do that, there has to be money involved, right? There has to be that energetic exchange between me creating content and what we call money being returned to me. And I would much rather work with sponsors that I'm aligned with to connect you guys to sponsors and work with them that way than to put all of my content behind a paywall because I really want to make sure this content is free and accessible. That is such a big value to me because what I've noticed is that and I'm sure obviously we've all noticed this is that we have a lot of inequalities in our world and we all 
want to talk about how to fix these things. And I think that we all have our own parts that we can play in fixing this and in changing our world. And, you know, it might only be my little corner of the internet, but my way that I want to make change is by providing content, providing information, providing conversations that help you to change your life for free. Because I don't believe that you should have to pay an obscene amount of money to be able to change your life for the better. Just know that I want to keep this content accessible. That is one of the values that I want to make sure that I am adhering to because I'm really, really passionate about that specific value and about making sure that whoever wants to change their life, whoever wants to better their relationship with themselves, whoever wants to understand, you know, their traumas better, who wants to do all these things, like you have the ability to just listen to a podcast episode and do that. And you, and all I'm asking is that you just listen to the sponsored messages. It's just the way that you can support the show and we can keep things going in a very beautiful way. And it's also really cool to see the show growing and to see that it is, again, because of your listenership and because of you guys sharing episodes that we are even to this point. So super thankful for you. And I really hope that you understand where I'm coming from when it comes to just like the accessibility thing, because I think that's so important. And I know that everyone can have a business model like that. And I don't think that everyone, you know, wants to, and that's okay. But that's just kind of the model that I've chosen because it feels more aligned with my values so if you don't ever see another course for me on how to manifest you know why however what I would do is make a podcast episode about it and you would just be able to listen to it for free so thank you my loves for being here I appreciate you so 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 much like I said I'm exhausted so I'm gonna go and lay down and let me know if you got some value from this episode I truly hope that you did and I want to thank BetterHelp once again for sponsoring today's episode I appreciate them so, so much as well. Bye, my loves. I will chat with you in the very next episode. What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest visit, a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary and this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays so if you're curious about Bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful amazing beautiful souls head to my website for more information themanifestly.com slash events visit the link in the show notes and yeah let's let's hang out in Bali at Parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, 
we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.